All right, well, we're there in Leviticus chapter number 13, and we've been going through the book of Leviticus on Wednesday nights, taking one chapter at a time, and this is quite a chapter. Uh, you're probably not going to see this chapter quoted on a, on a, on a little Hallmark card, um, but uh, it's, it's an interesting chapter. If you think this was interesting, wait till we get to the one about bodily fluids in a couple of weeks. <laughs> And uh, it's, it's an interesting chapter, but you know, we, most people would assume, most, most Christians, not like our church, but most Christians probably skip a chapter like this. They wouldn't preach out of it, and they wouldn't even, maybe even read it in their own Bible reading. But you know, the Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. The Bible teaches that God gave us this chapter... And it's profitable for doctrine, and it's profitable uh, to help us grow. And I think we're going to learn several things uh, from this chapter tonight. Uh, I'm not going to go through the entire chapter tonight. It's a pretty long chapter, and it's uh, 50, what was it, 50, 59 verses. And the only reason that I'm not going to is because the chapter kind of repeats itself a lot because basically it just gives you several examples of where they would find leprosy in different, different places. But basically what they're looking for is the same. The, the steps that they take to either decide that somebody does have leprosy or doesn't have leprosy are the same in every instant. So instead of just going through every single one and teaching and applying the same things, we'll look at one and, it's, and you can go home and read the whole chapter for yourself again if you'd like and you'll see how it applies throughout uh, the chapter. Now what I want you to understand about uh, Leviticus chapter number 13 is that in the Bible, uh, leprosy is a picture or a representation of sin. Uh, you can find that throughout Scripture. And uh, so what we can learn from this chapter is we can actually learn about the characteristics of sin and the effect of sin in our lives by seeing the way that leprosy, because sin acts and uh, does the same things in the, in a, spiritually to an individual in the same way that it, that it does here uh, to a body. So I'm going to go through and I want to give you just several, several thoughts tonight. We'll try not to be as long, too, too long, but I've uh, got four, maybe five thoughts on the way that leprosy is similar to sin or the, how the characteristics are the same. Let's start there in verse number one. Notice what it says. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying, When a man shall have in the skin of his flesh a rising, a scab, or a bright spot, and it be in the skin of his flesh like the plague of leprosy. I want you to notice the word like there. Like the plague of, uh, like the plague of leprosy. Then he shall be brought unto Aaron the priest, or unto one of his sons the priest. And the priest shall look on the plague in the skin of the flesh. And when the hair in the plague is turned white, and the plague in sight be deeper than the skin of his flesh, it is the, a plague of leprosy, and the priest shall look on him and pronounce him unclean. Notice verse 4. If the bright spot be white in the skin of his flesh, and in sight, notice what it says, be not deeper. So he says if you look at it, and it's not deeper than the skin of his flesh, then the skin and, their, uh, and the hair thereof, uh, be not turned white, then the priest shall shut up him that hath the plague seven days. Notice verse 5. And the priest shall look on him the seventh day. So, so he, he looks at it, but he's not exactly sure 
if this is leprosy, because if you notice, and we're going to go back and cover verses 1 through 3 here in a moment, but in verses 1 through 3, he gives you an example where he looks at it and he determines this is leprosy, he pronounces him unclean. But then in verse 4, he gives an example where he looks at it and he's not sure. And then so what he does is, if you look at the last part of verse 4, he shut up him that hath the plague seven days, look at verse 5, and the priest shall look on him the seventh day, so a week later, Basically, he's in, in, a, in, a, in a quarantine, and he looks at him uh, the seventh day, and behold, if the plague in his sight be at a stay, notice that word stay, and the plague spread not in the skin, then the priest shall shut him up seven days more. So he says, well, doesn't look like it's spreading, so let's give you another seven days. So they put him in another seven-day quarantine. They come back, look at verse 6, and the priest shall look on him again the seventh day, and behold, if the plague be somewhat dark, and the plague, notice, spread not in the skin, the priest shall pronounce him clean. It is but a scab, and he shall wash his clothes and be clean. So notice, in this example, they're not sure if it's, uh, if it's leprosy or not. So they look at it. I'm sure they probably somehow took measurements or uh, took, took an estimate of how big it was. They put him in a quarantine. Seven days later, they come back. They look at it again. It doesn't look like it's grown. So they put him in another seven-day quarantine. They come back, and it, doesn't, it hasn't been spreading. And that's one of the, the, the determining factors. How they determined whether someone had leprosy was whether it was spreading. And in this case, it was not spreading. Therefore, they were clean. They, all they had to do was wash their clothes, and they were pronounced clean. But look at verse 7. Here we have another example. But... If the scab spread much abroad in the skin, after that he hath been seen of the priest for his cleansing, he shall be seen of the priest again. So even if he's already been, if it's already been said, he's clean, he's fine, he's good to go, and then they 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 start to notice that it's spreading again. They start to notice that the scab spread much. Then the Bible says that they were to go to the priest again, look at verse 8, and if the priest see that, behold, the scab spreadeth in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean, it is leprosy. Now, what I want you to understand and what we can learn from this passage in regards to leprosy is this, that leprosy will, will start small. And in fact, sometimes it's difficult to identify it at first. I mean, here we have an example where he looks at it, he puts him in quarantine for seven days, looks at it again, puts him in quarantine for seven days, looks at it again, and then even releases him and says, you're, you're, I think you're good. And then he even comes back and it's still determined that he has leprosy. And the way that we can, what we can learn about sin, and if, you, if you're taking notes, if you'd like to write uh, statements down, here's point number one. Sin, like leprosy, starts small and spreads. Sin, like leprosy, starts small and spreads. Here, it's so, it's so small, they're looking at it, they can't even tell, is this just a scab? Is this, is this leprosy? And he's not sure, and he says, you know what? You're going to go on a seven-day vacation. And you're going to come back, and we're going to look at this again. And they look at it again, and they think, I'm not sure. Can't really tell if it's growing. And he comes back and he says, I don't think it's, I don't think it's leprosy. They send him away. But then they come back even a, a, again and he, and he determines it is leprosy. We need to send it away. And here's what you need to understand. Sin will sometimes, well, most of the time, start very small. Go, go, keep your place there in Leviticus uh, chapter 13. That's obviously our text for tonight. Go with me to the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter number 5. 1 Corinthians chapter number 5, and when you get there, uh, keep your place there in 1 Corinthians 5. We're going to leave it, and we're going to come back to it, so make sure you can get there quickly. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, and look at verse number uh, 
1. 1 Corinthians chapter number 5. In 1 Corinthians, there's another, there's another uh, picture given to us uh, of sin that I want you to notice. And it's similar to the picture of leprosy. And 1 Corinthians chapter 5, if you look at verse 1, just to get a little bit of the context of what's happening in this chapter, the Bible says, it is reported commonly, this is the Apostle Paul, of course, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, speaking to the church at Corinth, he says, it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife. Look down at verse number 7. Just for, just for sake of time, he's, he's, he's talking about fornication. But notice what he says about how to deal with this sin. He's, here, he's talking about sin within the church. Look at verse 7. He says, purge out, therefore, the old leaven. Here we see sin equated to or the picture, the representation is leaven. And the best way to think of leaven, an example of leaven is like yeast. And here's the thing about yeast and leaven uh, is that it grows. And in fact, not only does it grow, it will overtake. Because notice what the Bible says there in verse 7. Purge out, therefore, the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, uh, is sacrificed for us. Excuse me. Look, look at verse 6. Notice what he says. Your glory is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? And this is repeated in Galatians also. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. But here's what he's saying. He's telling the church at Corinth, if you allow, if you allow someone to live in this instance in fornication and you just, everyone acts like it's okay, everyone acts like there's nothing wrong with it, everyone acts like it's normal, you may think like, well, it's just this one person, it's just this one situation. But here's what he said. Here's the thing about sin. He says, not only does it spread in your own life, but it can spread to other people. And he says, if you allow fornication within the church, he says, hey, a little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. And here's what you need to understand. Sin, and I'm not just fornication, but sin in general, like leprosy, starts small and eventually spreads and completely takes over. And here's what you need to understand. You need to win the battle over sin when it's small. You need to win the battle over sin. It doesn't matter what it is. Look, no, nobody who's addicted to anything... Nobody who's addicted to drugs, nobody who's addicted to gambling, nobody who's addicted to pornography, nobody that's addicted to alcohol, nobody that's addicted to smoking, nobody that's addicted to anything started off just being this big addict, losing their job, getting a DUI, losing their marriage. It all starts small. It all starts socially. It all starts, and you, and you think, does, does he have a problem? I'm not sure. Does he have? Come back in seven days and I'll tell you if you've got a problem. Does he have an issue? Does she have a problem here? And but look, it's anything. You know that lazy people, if they don't just learn to fix that, that laziness will just overspread and take their, over their entire lives. I mean, sin will take over. It like leprosy, like leaven, start small and it'll spread. So the lesson that we can learn from it is don't ever let it get a foothold in your life. And look, we're never going to let certain sins get a foothold of Verity Baptist Church. You know, this is why we kick fornicators out. This is why we kick drunkards out. It's why we kick extortioners out. It's why we kick whatever. Why? Because a little leaven leavened at the whole lot. And if you just allow people to think like, well, it's okay. It's not a big deal. It's, it's no, you know, it's just, it's just a little sin. It will eventually spread. It will eventually take over. So we see here, sin, like leprosy, starts small, but eventually spreads 
and takes over. But there, there's another uh, picture. Go, go back to Leviticus 13. Keep your place there in 1 Corinthians. We're going to leave it. We're going to come back to 1 Corinthians in a bit. Uh, Leviticus 13, look at verse 1. Look at verse 1 again. We saw, number one, that sin like leprosy starts small and spreads. Sin like leprosy. Listen to me. You, you start allowing your tongue to be loose, and you start, you start allowing yourself with your friends or with your spouse or with your whoever, and you, start, you say, well, I'm only gossiping about this one person. I'm only gossiping about this one. And look, it won't be long before you're gossiping about everybody. So how do you know that? Because sin, like leprosy, starts small and spreads. You start allowing yourself to cheat the boss and steal when he's not like, you're just taking a little bit. Or you're just, you're just coming in a little, a little late and he doesn't know it. And you're just kind of stealing. You realize you're stealing from him. You realize that you're taking from them a little bit, but it's not that big of a deal. Eventually it'll spread. Look at the Bernie Madoffs of this world. Do you think they just started off by stealing millions of dollars from people? No, they start off by just stealing a little bit, taking a little bit, getting away with it. It starts small, it spreads, eventually it takes over. So be careful with sin. Make sure you understand that. You say, well, it's just, it's just a small sin. No, it's a cancer. No, it's like leaven. No, it's like leprosy. It will spread. It seeks to spread. So we see, number one, sin like leprosy takes uh, start small and spread. But number two, I want you to notice, look, look at Leviticus 13, look at verse 1 again. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying, When a man shall have in the skin of his flesh, notice what it says, a rising, a scab, a bright spot, and it be in the skin of his flesh, like the plague of leprosy, then he shall be brought unto Aaron the priest, or unto one of his sons the priest, and the priest shall look on the plague in the skin of the, of the flesh. And when the hair in the plague is turned white, and the plague in sight, notice these words, be deeper than the skin of his flesh. It is a plague of leprosy. And the priest shall look on him and pronounce him unclean. And if you read the entire chapter, you will find over and over and over, they're looking for basically two main things when it comes to leprosy. One is that it's spreading, and then one is that it's deeper. If they look at the flesh, they look at the bald head, they look at whatever, the garments even, and they'll say, you know, if, 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 if it's on the surface... If it's on the surface of the skin, then it's just a scab. It's just a burning. So, you know, something happened there. But as soon as it goes deeper than the surface, they determine that is leprosy. Go to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 22. Keep your place there in 1 Corinthians. Go to Matthew chapter number 22. Matthew chapter 22. What can we learn from that? Well, number one, we said leprosy, like sin, starts small and it spreads. But number two, sin, like leprosy, takes root below the surface. Sin, like leprosy, will take root below the surface. Below the surface. Listen to me very carefully. You are a wife, and you've got an issue with your husband. There is a problem. You're not letting it go. You're not forgiving him. Or you're a husband, and you've got an issue with your wife, and you, you're angry, and you're bitter. The book of Hebrews even talks about bitterness taking root in our hearts. You have an issue with your pastor or your pastor's wife. You have an issue, whatever it is, just a sin that's only affecting you. You know, like we talked about drugs and alcohol. Please understand this. All sin, all sin has to do and is a matter of the heart. There is no such thing as, well, it's just an exterior thing that I'm doing and it's not affecting me. 
all sin affects your heart. I think just recently we did a whole six-week series on the matters of the heart. Why? Because all sin, like leprosy, will eventually take root, will eventually, right now you say, oh, it's just a surface thing. No, no, eventually it goes deeper than that. Eventually it'll begin to take over the entire nervous system. Eventually it'll continue, uh, take over. It won't just affect your, your skin. And here's the thing about leprosy. I did a little bit of research on, on leprosy. It's not just a skin disease. It'll affect all things, all sorts of parts of your body, but it starts on the surface. And you say, and, these, and, they, and they'll, they'll say, well, how do you, how do you know that it's, that it's leprosy? When it goes below, when it goes deeper, when it goes lower. And here's what you understand. Sin, like leprosy, takes root below the surface. Are you there in Matthew 22? This is why Jesus said, this is why Jesus said, and I understand I preached a whole series on, on the matters of the heart. And we talked about a prideful heart and a bitter heart and an angry heart and a depressed heart. And, and, we, and we looked at all that. But I want you to notice Matthew 22 and verse 36. Matthew twenty two thirty six 36 says this, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Notice what he says. With all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. He says, this is the first and great commandment. God, Jesus said, the most important commandment, the greatest commandment that you need to understand is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. Can you get any more inner than your heart, your soul, and your mind? I mean, can you go any more below the surface than your heart, your soul, and your mind? You say, well, why would Jesus say that? Here's why he would say that. Because he understood that all sin, all sin eventually eventually affects your heart, your soul, and your mind. And he taught this idea because here's what you need to understand. Whatever sin you're harboring, whatever sin you think you're getting control, look, you're losing control. But it's going deeper than that. It's affecting your heart. It's affecting your mind. It's affecting your soul. Here's what you need to understand. All sin is a sin of the heart. All sin is a sin of the mind. All sin is a sin of against God in your heart. Go to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter number 19. Proverbs chapter number 19. Look at verse number uh, 3. Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 3. If you open up your Bible just right in the center, you'll more than likely fall in the book of Psalms. The next book over is Proverbs. Proverbs 19. Look at verse number 3. Proverbs chapter number 19 and verse 3. Notice what the Bible says. Proverbs 19 and verse 3. The foolishness of man perverteth his ways. The foolishness of man perverted his way. Notice what it says. And his heart fretteth against the Lord. See, all, all sin, all sin, I don't care what the sin is. All sin is an issue of the heart against God. Remember when David committed adultery? Commits adultery with Bathsheba. Kills Uriah. Lies about it. And then in that great psalm when David gets right with the Lord, what does he say? He says, against thee. He says, Lord, I have sinned against thee. Now, of course, had he sinned against Bathsheba? Yeah. Had he sinned against Uriah? Yeah. Had he sinned against all sorts of people that he lied to and he manipulated? Yes. But his primary sin was against God. Why? Because all sin, listen to me, all sin is a heart sin against God. And when you allow sin, look, I understand the, a sermon like this is not popular. A sermon like this is not, is not going to be what everybody's just going to say, oh, that's the greatest truth that I've ever learned. But you need to understand that when you allow sin to take root in your, in your, in your heart, in your mind, and in your soul, not only will it eventually spread and take over, it will take root in your heart. 
I mean, the, the, one of the saddest things that I've had to watch as a pastor is watch, is watch people grow bitter and angry. And, mad, and you can tell they're, they're mad at God, they're mad at me, they're mad at everybody. Why? You say, why does that happen? Because sin doesn't stay on the surface. It eventually goes deep. It eventually takes root below the surface. So what, what can we learn? Uh, or you're there in Proverbs. Before we leave Proverbs, go to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Look at verse 23. Proverbs 4.23. This is why the Bible says, this is why the Bible says, Proverbs 4.23, keep thy heart with all diligence. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Why? For out of it are the issues of life. You need to guard your heart. You need to guard your mind, your soul, your heart. You need to make sure that you're not allowing things like bitterness and anger to come into there. Why? Because sin, like leprosy, will start small and spread. Why? Because sin, like leprosy, will take root below the surface. But number three, go back to, go back to Leviticus 13. Look at verse number nine. Leviticus 13 and verse nine. Leviticus 13.9 says this, And when the plague of leprosy is in a man, then he shall be brought unto the priest. And the priest shall see him, and behold, if the rising be white in the skin, and it have turned the hair white, and there be quick, I want you to notice these two words, raw flesh in the rising. He says, if there be quick raw flesh in the rising, Notice verse 11. It is an old leprosy in the skin of his flesh, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean and shall not shut him up, for he is unclean. So here's what he says. If someone shows up and they've got a scab and there's raw flesh, there's flesh that's exposed, he says, that is leprosy. Look at it. That is leprosy. Because here's what we're saying. They're, they're, they're teaching the priest how to determine if somebody has leprosy or not. So what do we see? If it's below the, skin, the surface of the skin, if it's deeper or lower than the skin, it's leprosy. If it's spreading, if it's actively spreading, that's leprosy. But then he says this. If you can, if you can visually see raw flesh, then they have leprosy. Look at verse 12. Here's the, another example. And if the leprosy break out, in this example, this individual has leprosy or had leprosy. And if a leprosy break out or brought in the skin and the leprosy, notice, cover all the skin of him that hath the plague from his head, even to his foot, wheresoever the priest looketh, then the priest shall consider and behold, if the leprosy have covered all his his flesh, he shall pronounce him clean that hath the plague. It is all turned white. He is clean. Now, when you read that, you think, well, wait a minute. He's talking about you're looking at someone and their entire body's white. They turn white from leprosy. And if the leprosy have covered all his flesh, he says everywhere that he looks, it is all turned white. He says, yeah, you can pronounce him clean. And you say, well, why? Because he did not see any raw flesh. Notice verse 14. Here's a contrast. But, but when the raw flesh appeareth in him, he shall be unclean. And the priest shall see the raw flesh and pronounce him to be unclean, for the raw flesh is unclean 
it is leprosy. So here's what he's saying. Someone had leprosy, but they've been healed from it. And you look at him, you think, without a doubt, this person has leprosy. I mean, everywhere I look on their body, I can see the effects of leprosy. Their entire body is completely turned into ash and white because of leprosy. But he says, here's what he says. If you see no raw flesh... They're good to go. They're clean. They may have had leprosy, and they may look like they have leprosy, but they don't have leprosy if there is no raw flesh. He says, if you see the raw flesh, that's leprosy. Look at verse 16. Or if the raw flesh turn again and be changed unto white, he shall come unto the priest, and the priest shall see him. And behold, if the plague be turned into white, then the priest shall pronounce him clean and the pl- and and. Uh, that hath the plague, he is clean. So he says, if he had raw flesh, but the raw flesh turns white, it's no longer raw flesh, then he's clean. So here's what he's saying. If there's raw flesh, if you can visually see raw flesh, they have leprosy. If you can't see raw flesh, if you can't see raw flesh, they might look like they had leprosy, but they no longer have leprosy anymore, only if you can see the flesh. You say, well, how can we apply that today? Go to the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter number five. Galatians chapter number five. Galatians 5, and look at verse number 9. You got, if you, if you kept your place in 1 Corinthians, and continue to keep your place in 1 Corinthians, but if you kept your place in 1 Corinthians, you got 1 and 2 Corinthians and Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. Look at verse 9. Galatians 5, 9 is just kind of in the same context of what we saw in 1 Corinthians. A little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. But here's what I want you to understand. Sin, like leprosy, here, you say, how would they know? I mean, the, the one thing, because remember, that if, if it's below the surface, you really got to look at it, make sure it's below the surface. If it's spreading, you really got to make sure, you might have to even put them in quarantine, seven days, come back, put them in quarantine, seven days, come back, come back. You know, you're not sure. But here's what he said. If, if it's below the skin, if they have a scab, and you see raw flesh, they said, if you see raw flesh, just know, know, without a doubt, that is leprosy. So here's what you understand. Sin like leprosy starts small and spread. Sin like leprosy takes root below the surface. But number three, sin like leprosy exposes your flesh. See, when you see, when you see flesh, you know they have leprosy. When you see leprosy, you know there's exposed flesh. You know, when we see sin, when we see sin in your life, you know what we're seeing? Flesh. Are you there in Galatians 5? Look at verse 15. Notice what the Bible says, Galatians 5.15. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. He's talking about fighting amongst people. He says, if you bite and devour one another, take heed. He said, be careful that ye be not consumed one of another. Notice verse 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the what? Flesh. Why? Because sin like leprosy puts your flesh on display. Sin like leprosy will expose your flesh. Sin like leprosy not only starts small and spreads, and sin like leprosy not only takes root below the surface, but sin like leprosy, sin like leprosy will expose your flesh for all to see. Notice verse 17. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit, you're not under the law. Notice verse 19. Now the works of the flesh. Now the works of the flesh are, you see this word manifest? You know what it means to manifest? It means you can see. Here's what he's saying. Here's how we can see your flesh. Here's how we can see your raw flesh. 
Here's how a New Testament priest can look at an individual and say, I wonder, I wonder if this individual has been overtaken by sin. I wonder if they've been overtaken by leprosy, spiritual leprosy in their life. You say, how would a New Testament priest figure out whether somebody has been overtaken with leprosy? Well, number one, you can determine whether whatever their leprosy is started small and spread. Number two, you can determine whether whatever the leprosy is has taken root below the surface. And number three, you can just start watching and seeing, is this someone who's always in their flesh? Are they manifesting their flesh to us? Are they exposing their raw flesh in the same way that leprosy does? Go look at verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are this. Notice, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. I, I, think it's, I think it's insane how today, you know, people run around just living in open fornication. And this is one of the reasons like, I just can't stand Facebook. You know, people can just be living in fornication, but on Facebook, you know, they're on the Proverbs 31 group or whatever. You know, on Facebook, it's like, I'm all into Christianity. You're living in fornication. You know what you're exposing to us? That you're in the flesh. When you're in adultery, you're in the flesh. When you're in fornication, you're in the flesh. When you're in uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred. Look, when you hold hate towards someone, and we're not talking about righteous, perfect hatred. I'm talking about you hate someone that you have no right to hate. Someone that Christ died for. Someone that Christ loved. And you have hatred in your heart. You know what you're doing? You're just exposing your flesh to all of us. You're just showing us your raw flesh. You're just, letting every, you're just allowing everyone to diagnose the fact that you got leprosy that went below the surface and that started small and spread. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife. You know when you're wrathful, you know what you're showing us? Your flesh. You know when, you're stri- when you're, there's strife? within the church, and people are constantly arguing and fighting, and, well, we should do it this way, and we should, you know, all you're, sh- all you're showing us is one thing, your flesh. Seditions, heresies, envies. When people are envious, of, why didn't I get to do that? Why did so-and-so get to do that? Why did pastor ask him to do that? Oh, look, all you're, show- all you're showing us is your flesh. Murders, drunk, you're drunkard, you know what you show us? Your flesh. Revelings, flesh, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And we understand, obviously, salvation cleans all of that. And salvation gives us... But here's what it needs you to understand. Sin, like leprosy, exposes your flesh. So when you're in the flesh, when you're throwing an adult fit, and you're angry and upset, and I just don't... Oh, here's all you're doing. All you're doing is allowing a priest to say, I think that person has leprosy. I think that person has spiritual leprosy. I think that person has a sin problem. Why? Because sin like leprosy starts small and spread. Why? Because sin like leprosy will take root below the surface. Why? Because sin like leprosy puts your flesh on display for everybody to see. Go to Leviticus 13. Let me give you number four. Leviticus 13, verse, look at verse number 44. We're going to skip to verse 44. Because the verses that we've dealt with already, we went up to like 17 or 18 through 44, basically just repeat the same material. But look at verse 44. Sin, like leprosy, isolates. Sin, like leprosy, isolates. Notice verse 44. He is a leprous man. He is unclean. 
The priest shall pronounce him utterly unclean. His plague is in his head. And the leper in whom the plague is, his clothing shall be rent and his head bare. And he shall put on a covering upon his upper lip and shall cry, unclean, unclean. Notice, notice verse 46. All the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall, notice, dwell alone without the camp shall his habitation be. Go to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 59. If you, if you go just from the center of the Bible, from the Psalms, if you have your place in Proverbs still, the next you have Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Isaiah 59. And there's two applications to this, and I want to make both. Number one, sin separates us from God. Today there's a common do- doctrine taught that is not doctrinal, that teaches that hell is separation from God. That is not doctrinal. Hell is not separation from God. God is in hell. God is everywhere. God is running hell. The Lord Jesus Christ is running hell. But the Bible does teach that sin separates us from God. Notice there in Isaiah 59 and verse 1. The Bible says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save. Neither is he heavy, that it cannot hear. Notice verse 2. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. And look, in my life and in your life, sin, sin will cause a rift in our relationship with God. We're not talking about your salvation. Obviously, you can't lose your salvation. But sin will separate you from God. And, in a, and for unbelievers, sin has separated from God in the sense that he can save them. Notice the context, verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save. He can save them. He can save them. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Now, here's what's interesting. Go, go to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 13. If you, if you had your place in Galatians, uh, you just want to go past Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st, 2nd Thessalonians, 1st, 2nd Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, Hebrews 13. And here's what's interesting. In, in Leviticus 13, 46, it says this. All the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone. Without the camp shall his habitation be. So we're told that the lepers were not allowed, they had to dwell alone without the camp, meaning outside of the camp. They were not allowed to be within the camp. Here's what's interesting about that. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 12, the Bible says this. Notice what it says. Hebrews 13, 12. Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered, notice what it says, without the gate. Do you see that? That phrase, without the gate, is the equivalent of without the camp. It means that he, it, that he died outside the camp. Now, on a practical sense, they took him out of the city to die. But spiritually, the application, the illustration being made here is that, look, we were the ones that were leprous. We were the ones that were without. We were the ones that were alone and without hope in this world. We were separated from God because of our sins. But you know what Jesus did? He came to us. He came out without the camp. He came up uh, out without the gate. And then the Bible says, after salvation, if you look at verse 13, it says, let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. But you know, so there's, a, uh, there's an application here about salvation, but, but, but there's a practical application that sin will separate you. Sin will isolate you. I always think it's interesting, whenever people need God, church, a pastor, when they need to be connected to somebody to help them the most, when their hearts are getting backslidden, 
when their hearts are getting discouraged, when the, when the leprosy is taking hold below the surface and they need to be connected to a church and a church family the most, that's usually when people isolate themselves the most. And they do the worst thing that they could do for themselves spiritually. That's where they don't want, you know, they want to, they, they, they stop coming to church or they, you know, start coming, you know, they come in late, they leave early, they don't want to talk to anybody, don't want to fellowship with anybody, start missing services, won't return phone calls. You say, why? Because sin will cause you to isolate yourself. The, the effect of sin in your life and eventually you will just end up, and look, you, you allow drunkenness to take control. You allow drugs to take control. You allow certain sins to take control. And you will live a lonely life. I'm not saying it's right, but your spouse will leave you. If they're not spiritual enough to just stick with it out of duty and love for God, your children will forsake you. Sin, like leprosy, isolates you. When it's taken over, when the, when the raw flesh is showing to everybody, when everybody can see, that little scab's not a little scab anymore. That thing has spread. That thing is deep. That thing is raw. I mean, we can see the flesh. At that point, they decide, you better go without the camp. And listen to me. Sin will do the exact same thing in your life. That's right. Sin, you allow, when it's small, everybody kind of dances around it. When it's small, everybody just kind of like, oh, I don't know what's going on there. When it's small, but look, eventually it'll expose your flesh. Eventually it'll take control. Eventually it'll take root. And you'll find yourself alone. Because sin, like leprosy, isolates. Let me give you one more and we'll be done. Look at Leviticus 13 and verse 47. In verse 47, there's a, there's a shift. Because we go from skin leprosy to a leprosy in a garment. Now, you need to understand something about the leprosy in the Bible. Leprosy in the Bible most likely meant a variety of infectious skin diseases, not just leprosy. Um, it seems to include even like a mold or a mildew because we see it here on clothing. Next week we'll see it, or in the next chapter we'll see it on walls. It probably included a variety of infectious skin diseases. So it's not necessarily the same in the Bible when it refers to leprosy. It's not exactly what our modern medicine today would refer to medicine, uh, would refer to leprosy. But here's the thing, even our modern medicine today is very confused about leprosy anyway and, and how it works and, and all, all of those things. But in the Bible, what they refer to as leprosy also includes uh, some sort of a mold or mildew that can get on, on objects. Look at verse 47. The garment also that the plague of leprosy is in, whether it be a woolen garment or a linen garment, he shall therefore, notice this word, burn. So when it's an object and they determine there's leprosy in it, they're just supposed to burn it. Whether warp or wolf, in woolen or in linen, or in anything of skin, wherein the plague is, for it is a fretting leprosy, it shall be, notice, burnt in the fire. Look at verse 55. And the priest shall look on the plague, after that it is washed, and behold, if the plague have not changed its color, and the plague be not spread, it is unclean, thou shalt burn it in the fire, it is fret inward, whether it be bare, within, or without. Here's point number five. Sin like leprosy will end up in fire. The truth of the matter is, if the, sin, if the sin problem doesn't get healed in a person, if they never get healed from the spiritual leprosy of sin, they will spend eternity in a place called hell. The Bible says, but the fearful and unbelieving, the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, it's all of us, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, here's the difference between spiritual leprosy and 
physical leprosy, at least during the time of Leviticus, is that we have the cure. You and I have the cure. We can go to a sin-sick world and help them be cured from the leprosy that will eventually take them to the fire, to the burning, to the hell. So look, we need to make sure that we do our part to take it to them. Now, whether they want to take it or not, that's between them and God. But we need, we need to make sure that we can go and say, hey, hey, you've, you've got a sin problem. I know you don't think it's that big of a deal to start small and spread. I know you don't think it's that big of a deal, but eventually it goes below the surface and it takes root. I know you don't think it's that big of a deal, but, but, but eventually it, it's just this raw flesh that we can all see and we can all diagnose. It's going to cause you to isolate yourself. And it'll eventually, if you never get it healed, will send you to hell. This is the leprosy of the flesh and the leprosy of the spirit. Let's bow our heads and have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for these chapters in Scripture that we can study and learn and apply. And Lord, I I know there's many people that would maybe just skip a chapter like that and not attempt to find any practical spiritual truth in it, Lord, but we understand that leprosy pictures sin. And Lord, I pray that we would be challenged tonight, that we would be warned, that we would understand that sin has an effect on our lives. Lord, I, I pray for the teenagers in this room right now that are maybe flirting with something, playing with something, and they don't realize that that sin will eventually spread and overtake their lives if they don't get control over it right now. Lord, help us to have the wisdom to understand what we've just heard Lord, help us to have the discernment, the courage to be able to apply it to our lives, to do something with what we've heard tonight. We love you, Father, in your precious name I pray.